Wide ball floats over to Spain. Trick time, Rumbies! What an opening! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fox Rugby Podcast. I'm Sam Worthington from Fox Sports. .com.au and I'm joined by Christy Doran um, from the same very fine website. Just the two of us today, uh, Sean, the two of Sean us. Maloney and Stephen Halls are out playing golf, enjoying the sunshine while we slave away here in our Artarman studios. Well, good so, on a Matt Manly Golf Club, great course, my you, own track. That's where they are today, is it? They they're, are they're at your home track yeah. where you were yesterday, battling the wind and, and carving up. Oh, I wasn't battling it on the 11th when I put it within 30 centimetres. Wasn't that a beauty? And you beat some bloke called Peter Thompson yesterday, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. No, none other than the Peter Thompson, uh, if you're referring to my uncle, the former uh, ABC journo, not unfortunately the uh, multiple golf champion. Well, very impressive anyway. So, uh, yeah, well, look, we don't have any test caps uh, between us today, but we've got a hell of a lot of knowledge and uh, a lot of rugby watching under our belts and, and very excited for the Bledisloe Cup action to start. So, Christy, look, it's, it's hard to avoid the the scandal, the, um, the the stuff that's come up this week. Which uh, one? Well, exactly, yeah, I was just about to say we thought that the bug gate was going to be the big, uh, you know, off-field drama of the week, but that's gone quiet for the time being. Uh, I think the, the case has been delayed a little bit, but by the time you listen to this, we may have a verdict. But Aaron Smith, uh, I was at the pub last night and uh, got a message from a mate going, what the hell's going on here? Uh, and yeah, we spent about half an hour after that sort of uh, trawling through the, the sorted text messages, um, I'm, a, I'm ashamed to say. So it's, look, it's uh, uncanny timing, isn't it? A year on, um, we're, we're dealing with, with stuff that happened a year on both in the Aaron Smith case and the and the bugging case. But uh, Christy, w- I mean, what do you make of this? I mean, it's, it's got to affect the team a little bit, doesn't it? And add, add more spice, I guess, to, to what we're going to see on the park. Mate, it has to. And I think we've seen in the past that it certainly has. Aaron Smith thought it was 11 months ago, I'm pretty sure, that uh, the, the, the All Blacks were on their way from Christchurch over to South Africa. They and just finished the bledders like hitting there. Yeah, the, yep. yeah and, and we saw that uh, Aaron really struggled in the second half of that rugby championship campaign. Um, just did not look himself. He was clearly rattled by the event. Uh, and it carried on right throughout the rest of the year. We saw that the, the All Blacks losing in Chicago. Um, TJ Perinara, obviously a very, very good player as well. And, and, and he started, by the end of the year, he, he was certainly ahead of Aaron Smith. And, and, and a lot of people thought, given how well TJ Perinara was playing, that he, he, he could have been playing or starting against the British Norwich Lions in, in June and July. Such was his form, and perhaps such was the uh, the fall from grace for, from Aaron Smith. So it will be interesting to see what happens uh, on Saturday because, look, um, clearly New Zealand rugby, the All Blacks, weren't keen to talk about it today at all. Steve Hansen at, at Double Bay at the uh, Intercontinental there was, was brushing all questions aside, and there were a few of them despite the fact that the the, the Daily Mail reporter who, who broke the story yeah. wasn't there. He was, in fact, ushered out by their media manager, Joe Locke, who's a, a nice bloke, but uh, they clearly were, were looking to sweep that one under the table. Um, and, and Michael Checker was asked about it not long after uh, when announcing his team, and, and he he certainly wasn't wanting to get into um, any of those you know mind games or, or think that it might uh, rattle the All Blacks or, or give the Wallabies an advantage. He, he was having none of that. 
Yeah, look, I, you make the good point about what happened to Smith last year, and it, this story blo- broke at about uh, 8, 9 p.m. last night on, on the Wednesday night on the Daily Mail website, uh, by which time, obviously, Hanson would have had his team sorted and Aaron, Aaron Smith Certainly. jotted down, which was released this morning. But oh, I, was, I was saying last night I wouldn't be surprised if he and Tim Horan, I think, said the same thing on air, if he, he is actually withdrawn from this game because he's an emotional character. And like you say, he was, after that story broke last year, his, his form really did go back, Visibly upset backwards. he was. Yeah, yeah. And so I think, I mean, this now that the details have come out, it's almost arguably worse, potentially. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the scandal was bad enough in the first place, but there's some pretty... It uh, implicates the, the, the All Blacks management too, yeah, as well. The, yeah, there's, there's a prospect of collusion and, and uh, yeah, trying to, to, to force um, this woman to sign her. And after David, as, uh, <laughs> as Aaron was, was trying to say, an, an affidavit... I don't know. Did anyone actually understand what you were saying in any of those text messages? I didn't Look, say one, gram, uh, one comma, one full stop, anything. I'm a New Zealander and I was still struggling a Battling. little bit to uh, decipher exactly exactly what Aaron was was getting at there but uh wow yeah look um some some pretty you know he didn't do anything illegal did he he did something stupid no. which uh obviously from a personal perspective got him into some real hot water um but but where he's got into a murky area is is, is with this potentially pressuring this uh woman well it's uh, a bit of a to, cultural thing with this because we saw last year the <coughs> chiefs themselves uh had a after season end of Bender and, and there was a couple of other people involved there, it, it, it sort of compounded and there was a, a few mm. back-to-back incidences which they, they certainly tried to, um, you know, bring to a, a halt yep. as quick as possible. Yeah, and it certainly is tarnishing the you know the All Blacks brand, which is pretty world renowned and uh, I guess known for you know holding very high standards. So yeah, this is certainly uh, taking the gloss off that, no doubt about it. And, and yeah, I I, I just. Wonder whether Smith will be able to cope with uh, the occasion on Saturday. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a bit of a, a shocker and we see TJ Perinara on quite early. So, yeah, I, I think uh, while the rest of the team, I think they'll get on and they'll obviously mm. get around Smith and I think everyone else will f- fulfil their roles perfectly well. I, I can see uh, Smith struggling with this and, and, and being a bit of a weak point potentially for the All Blacks. Yeah, well, up until the, the, that incident too, he was leading the Harker and since then Perinara has, his leadership is, has risen through throughout the year too, especially with Dane Coles who was injured for, for the majority of, with his concussion was. So yep. uh, there's, there's certainly no questioning how, how good Perinara is. Taro Kerbalo, good player too, off overseas um, following the rugby championship. And uh, yep. look, it, it would be a big decision though to drop him because it, it you know, th- there's a bit of a get out if he gets out in the field. Hopefully, you know, th- if, he, if he manages to come through that, Yep. You can see the end of it, you, the end of the tunnel. You, you, you've you've got through that initial yep. um, that initial phase of it. So, but but if he doesn't play, then it's when does he come back, and, and does he come back behind TJ Perinara? Yep. Uh, there's, there's lots of questions. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see if the story had broke earlier in the week, uh, whether the selection might have been different, but we'll never know. So anyway, we'll, we'll move on to the the actual selection and the actual. Uh, Footy, um, interesting stuff on, on both teams. We'll start with the All Blacks. They were, you know, named first thing in the morning, and uh, there'd been a couple of hints throughout the week that maybe uh, this was brewing, but Damien McKenzie and, and Liam Squire, the big 
talking points for New Zealand coming in for uh, well, obviously ahead of Israel Dag um, with Ben Smith moving to the wing. People would have thought Dag would have been there, and then Jerome Kaino, uh, the great warrior, also left mm. completely out of the squad. So, yeah, what was your reaction to that, mate? A, a bit of a surprise for everyone. Yeah, it was. Uh, Damien McKenzie, we, we know how special a talent he is. Or the last two years, he's probably been, if you, if you were to name one player over the last two years, uh, Damien McKenzie would have been your best, I and think. Super rugby across those two years, uh, I, I agree. Yeah, because um, simply electric and and uh, just his his speed, just the the way he plays the game. He's so positive. He's dynamic. He's the kind of player that like, oh, I'm probably I'm only 25, so it's it's hard to 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 draw back on too many great players over the years. But someone like a Damien, uh, sorry, a, a Camper, a David Camper, easy. Someone who literally you you you, you want to go watch and. And uh, and edge of the seat stuff, um, but we saw Steve Hansen was a little bit hesitant last year to 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 start McKenzie. He only played a couple of tests, three tests, I think. He's, he's uh, had three tests now, yeah. I yeah, think. and, and one or two bench, off the bench. Yeah. So, um, to, for for such a big game, uh, interesting. Uh, you've got to think: uh, are, are are the All Blacks taking the Wallabies completely seriously, or are the Springboks the real test? And and uh, Steve Hansen is thinking, oh, I want to give McKenzie a, a crack before they get over and and play the Springboks over in South Africa because Ben Smith. One, the vice captain of the All Black, currently one of the best players in the world, has had such success against the Wallabies. To shift him over to the wing and and, and include Mackenzie in what the Wallabies would uh, certainly say is their biggest test of the year is uh, an interesting call. Um, it's also interesting to see where Dam- uh, where Israel Dag fits in this. I've, I, when I was over in New Zealand speaking to different people, there was uh, a bit of word that uh, Israel Dag isn't enjoying playing fullback, and he he prefers playing on the wing. Um, so that probably f- adds further weight to that argument that McKenzie is y- is your long term fullback um, prospect. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, you're right. Um, I, I think if if Hanson was naming his best team for a, say a World Cup final, you probably would see Dag in there and, and Kaino in there. So yeah, I mean the Wallabies may read it as as you, you know a slight insult perhaps but but as you've said it, it's it's hardly an insult really when McKenzie's been the form player of Super Rugby for the last two years so yeah I guess he's going to give them that second uh, playmaker option he, he can pop in at first receiver and, and spark things but I'm going to find it very interesting to see how he, he he combines so well at Chiefs level with Aaron Cruden and James Lowe they're the, the two guys that he really yeah. plays off so well and uh, so he's got to form these new connections um, with different blokes so yeah Ben Smith there he's of course just playing the two Bledisloe Cup games before he takes a sabbatical um, so we may see McKenzie having a and Jordy Barrett's injury of course has opened the door for all of this so we may if, if McKenzie plays well he you know can end up playing out uh, the rest of the season potentially uh, in the number 15 jersey so yeah it's it's exciting you're quite right he, he's absolutely electric and uh, someone that you definitely pay to watch so yeah I, get, to I get the feeling that he'll be hanging off Sonny Bill Williams's shoulders looking for an offload we know how good SBW is with that um, so so Michael Checker quite you know Obviously, said that you just can't give him a meter either side because yeah. he will he will break your line every every time. Yeah. Um, Jerome Kino is an interesting one because I think every time he plays against the Wallabies, he scored last year in Sydney. He lifts, he rises a level. He's got that intimidation factor. Were you surprised to see like Squire, very good player, um, and and has kind of been you know on the edges for a couple of years? Is he is he your long term six going forward post? Post Kino? 
Yeah, definitely. He's an excellent player, very abrasive, and he's really good athlete as well. I think he's got faster. He um, a couple of he didn't have he had a pretty injury disrupted season for the Highlanders, which kept him out of the line series by and large. But yeah, he's got real athleticism as well, and uh, you know can be used in the line out from time to time. So yeah, Kaino's thirty four, clearly coming to the end of a, a great career. So look, I was a little bit surprised because I think everyone just assumed Kaino would would slot back in there. But um, yeah, Squire is definitely the guy going forward. Um, and yeah, I, I don't think they'll lose too much there. Kaino, of course, has got the the issue with being yellow carded a couple of times recently. The mm. the, the sort of tackles that he has you know made his entire life uh, the, the, those thumping tackles around the chest um, which can um, become a bit borderline those of course are being penalised more and more now if they rise up and, and catch a bit of the, the chin or the neck area so yeah, Kaino's talked about it during the week no complaints from him he's got to go away and, and at the age of 34 try and change his tackle technique so yeah I think that's going to be a very hard thing for him to do so uh, I'm, I'm sure this isn't the last of him in the black jersey I think next week um, in Dunedin we'll, we'll see probably Kaino and Dag start that game and, mm. and they'll, they've got the luxury to, to rotate don't they they, they don't have to name the same team each week there, there, there's like there's no real surprises in the team I think most people thought that Sonny Bill Williams would come back at 12 Ryan Crotty would shift to 13 it's how they started the, the British and Irish Lions series before Crotty was injured and, and obviously Sonny Bill's uh, red card in the second test which has forced him to miss you know four or three games, who knows what it is. But uh, uh, look, if you look across at the team, compare it to last year's, no Dane Coles, um, a little bit of, you know, inexperience at fullback. Rico Ioane, who's only played a few tests out in the wing. Is there a bit more vulnerability or a bit more human, like, you know, is this team a bit more human than, you know, Australian supporters might initially think? Oh, look, they've always been human, and, you know, the Wallabies, if they play well, are capable of beating them no matter who they throw out there we talk about all the depth but it's the old cliche of you can only put 15 out there at any time and the Wallabies knocked them over at the same venue two years ago um, the teams are very different to that but uh, yeah they've always been human uh, but having said that I think it's just as strong an all-black team as most of them that get rolled out you mentioned Dan Coles of course he he's a slightly superior option to, to Cody Taylor but they don't lose much there and, and uh, McKenzie if he can handle the occasion is you know arguably one of the top three sort of most exciting players going around in world rugby. So, yeah, I'd, I wouldn't read too much into into that. Uh, I'm sure the Wallabies won't either. They're going to know they're going to have to play out of their skins to to c- take the game deep. That's going to be the, the key for them. And then actually, mm. uh, then actually finishing it off in those clutch moments, as they've talked about. So. Yeah, and no Aaron Cruden to come off the bench. Obviously, he's already gone over to, to France, where he's with Montpellier. And uh, Lima yes. Sopawanga uh, is, yeah. the, is the replacement fly half option such a skillful player so you don't really lose a whole heap there and a very gifted goal kicker too yeah it'll be interesting uh, the, the All Blacks had a pretty um, I guess well established uh, pattern of, of Cruden coming in after 55-60 minutes and, and Barrett going back to fullback. Mm. Uh, so whether they continue with that I feel like they probably will um, depending on how McKenzie goes as well um, uh, I imagine that will be the, the plan so yeah big Big occasion for, for Sopawanga as well, um, yeah, as, you, as you quite rightly mentioned. So let's move on to the Wallabies, shall we? we uh, he went out there to Concord Oval to, to hear Michael Checker go through the team and um, 
as with the All Blacks, uh, a bit of a surprise factor. Talk, talk us through it. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a whole heap of changes, and you look at the you, you compare this side to what that we saw in June, and you just go immediately, well, this is a better team. Um, it's a team that has more potency throughout it. It's a team that you think has probably got a bit more aggression in it in the forward pack. Um, we've seen players that were previously injured, you know, like Scott Seo, for instance, get a few games, a few more weeks under his belt um, because the scrum wasn't great back then. Uh, particularly against Italy when it was kind of, you know, embarrassed almost and back to the, the you know, the mid to late 2000s where we were a bit of a pushover. So um, initially, it's I think you and I both acknowledged that we, we really were quite impressed with the team with, with Kirtley at 12, clearly is the, is the big inclusion with Samu Karevi outside him. Uh, such a Michael Checker has certainly shown his cards here. Um, they're going to attack and and at every opportunity. Um, and it's that you know that axis at ten, twelve, fifteen that the Waratahs axis that um, I think has a lot of Australian supporters a little bit you know just a little bit optimistic that uh, this team might hopefully challenge the All Blacks, not necessarily win, but certainly challenge and. Um, Curtis Rona was was put up for for interview and and clearly was excited and jovial about the selection and had said that his parents when he had spoken to them earlier on the on the phone had kind of screamed with elation and um, he was clearly yeah excited by the prospect of of running out on Saturday night hopefully in front of a big crowd but you'd imagine around sixty thousand hmm. um, he's been picked on the wing Michael Checker wasn't you know had. No qualms about throwing him there, even though he played the majority of the season for the force at outside centre. But this is a player that's got good speed. He's good in the air. Um, it makes things happen. Uh, playing outside Karevi and Beal, he'll, he'll probably see a fair bit of the ball, hopefully. Um, and like if Curtis Rohner's, although he's you know making his test debut, he's got a lot of experience playing out at home bush previously for the Bulldogs. Yep. Knows the ground well. He's uh, played a lot of rugby league and, and scored tries out wide. So playing on the wing, I don't think, is is um, much of a concern whatsoever. And clearly, Sean McMahon, the, the other big inclusion at the back of the scrum at number eight, and, and he's another that played very little super rugby th- uh, this year, but yeah. we just know that how much he, like the enthusiasm, the energy that, that he brings, the, the dynamic ball carries, um, it's it's a side that will, will, will hopefully push um, the All Blacks, but but we'll see. What 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 caught your eye running through it? Yeah, I, I really like the team. Um, the, yeah, the only other, the only change I may have made was Hodge on the wing for for Rona. I mean, Hodge is a very good player in his own right, so you know, I could argue he deserved a start uh, ahead of Rona, who good prospects. Um, you know, a good natural finisher in, in league. Um, I mean, playing on the wing was more his position in, in league so that won't be a problem for him um, at all to make his debut but yeah I really like the team McMahon um, so sad that he's that he's leaving to go play mm. in, in Japan that's going to be a huge uh, loss but um, it's a, it's got an abrasive look about it with, with the likes of McMahon in there and, and Hannigan as well that these guys are all going to rip in and, and give it a, a very good shake I think and, and a very mobile team um, having that McMahon uh, Hannigan Hooper back row Maybe not as uh, there's not as much uh, variety or combinations as you'd like, ideally. But I think he's picked the three best blokes to to do a job, and it's going to be a very high energy mobile mm. team. And they're clearly going to you know run, 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 and then run some more. So 
I really like it. Beal and Karevi in midfield. They've never played together. This is literally, I think, the first time at any level that they've actually yeah. played together. And oh, it's a slightly off topic, but I just wonder why the, the Wallabies didn't uh, organise a, 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 an official training game or two to, to get themselves ready and to, to, to try out these combinations. I'm sure that I've obviously been doing a lot of opposed stuff at training, but uh, I mean, the All Blacks, despite less time, they went away and had a had a game um, a, a week or so ago. So, yeah, I just, just find it a little bit odd that uh, they haven't had an official hit it's a, it's a good question. You, like, you look at... They've had so much time together yeah. to, to arrange for four, four or five weeks. Michael Checker said today that he was, you know, last year he still thinks that he overworked them, that they were physically tired. Um, and, and you've got to say, oh, what are the differences this year? Because you're speaking to the players, they still think that they've been worked really, really hard. But but Checker wasn't, wasn't concerned that he had overworked them. But... Just looking at, at, at Karevi and, and Bill, as potent as they are, we know that Karevi is fantastic at the, the offloads and at the, the, the tackle bus. Bill makes things happen. The All Blacks, though, would probably be licking their lips and thinking, oh, we, we've got a chance to kind of run a rings around these two because, you know, defensively they're both pretty suspect. They'll definitely target that area, no doubt about it, that uh, both Bill and Karevi, the strength of their game is attack rather than defence. But... Uh, and they haven't played together, and the centres uh, is all about trust and, and, and combination, so that's certainly going to be an area to attack. I think you'll see Rico Ioane um, from, from set play um, being being used to attack midfield from uh, first phase um, in particular, and, and McKenzie as well uh, to to... to dance around the, the bigger body of, of Karevi potentially so that's definitely an area they're going to be uh, going to be targeted and that's it's just thinking about it now that's probably an area where Hodge could have maybe if he was on the wing played a role with uh, helping out in, in certain structures to, to defend in that midfield because he's a pretty stout defender but I think long term this is the best combo Beal and Karevi there's so much attacking potential there um, Beal with a sleight of hand and of course a kicking option combines very well with, with Foley and uh, Falau as you touched upon and, and Karevi I mean his stats are just extraordinary in super rugby mm. he just shreds tackles and uh, and scores tries for fun so I think no doubt long term this is a, a great combination um, you know Kuradrani solid but just not not quite the hasn't developed into quite the all round package that, uh, that that Wallabies fans would have hoped. So I think long term, Beal and Karibi, like for the next World Cup, very exciting, and that's your combo. But uh, they may be caught out a little bit uh, in this first test playing together. Yeah, and and, and Michael Checker made the the point, and uh, it's always the case that look, these guys won't be nearly as dangerous unless the, the platform is laid by the forwards. Um, so the type five, huge responsibility. Stephen Moore. Uh, selected ahead of Tatafu Pilota now, despite you know handing over the yeah. captaincy, which that was is a minor surprise as well. Yeah, and uh, I think what we'll see though is there's a lot of firstly experience to bring off the bench, but uh, when you when you've got someone like a Sakopi Kepu, you've got a Tatafu Pilota now. Those two have played a lot of rugby together um, with the Tars. Clearly, Tatafu now over over at the Force, but there's a little bit uh, of you know impact to come off the bench. Um, the the Petty Tamani as well, um, so you know that that type five battle is just going to be be huge and yeah. and and the set piece we saw the All Blacks set piece uh, tested throughout the June July Lions series. Uh, I think the Lions, I think most people would acknowledge that the Lions had the upper hand there. Um, whether or not 
the, the the Wallabies can put the same pressure on is is a is a big question, particularly I think at the line out, which previously over the last two or three years we've just been absolutely smashed there, picked apart. And we saw it last year with Moore losing two or three of his opening line outs when the when the when the game was three nil to Australia after after the early penalty, uh, Moore had two line outs I think that were were were, were t- uh, stolen. Early, so that's a that's a huge battle there. Yeah, yeah it's going to be awesome to see Adam Coleman. Just uh, we've talked about him a lot. Uh, he's you know one of the talking points in Australian rugby, just how he's developed into a, a world class lock. So it's going to be fantastic to see him against Test Measuring Stick against uh, Retallick and Whitelock, uh, who as a pairing, I guess, have been the benchmark for the last few years but yeah I view Coleman as, as right up there with those guys now and uh, yeah there's a chance for him to, to say you know don't don't forget about me when you you're talking about the great locks so uh, I think this game's got potential for some some real niggle and, and you know potentially there's going to be a lot of feeling it's pretty rare that you see actual fights anymore in, uh, in professional rugby um, you know teams are a bit bit smarter than that but I think there's going to be a, a huge amount of feeling given the backdrop of all the stuff that's gone on the, the coaches of you know, had their issues uh, in the past. Uh, there was a bit of a confrontation, uh, I guess you could call it, over in Japan uh, about about the bugging insinuations. Um, obviously, the Aaron Smith stuff's uh, bubbled over. Michael Hooper, I, I guess we haven't touched on yet. His first game is the official, you know, long-term captain. And, and characters like uh, Hannigan, Coleman, um, they're going to be very, very fired up. Um, and, and so I think it's going to be... That's going to be the game within the game. Who can handle the emotions and, and, and channel that energy in, in a positive sense, I guess. So, yeah, I, I think there could be some fireworks. Fireworks, but is there a chance of an upset here? Because uh, clearly the All Blacks are, are heavy favourites. Look, I'm certainly picking the All Blacks, which I guess you do by default at the moment every every test. But, yeah, I, the closer it gets, the more I think there is you know, a, a potential storyline that plays out uh, where, where the Wallabies can win this you mentioned the bench um it's a it's a decent looking bench and if i think it would take a couple of sort of freaky things to, to swing it maybe an intercept or a you know a howler moment from one of the all blacks potentially to to sort of swing the momentum in the in the wallabies favor i think uh man for man over the course of the game the all blacks will be the the better side and um it probably hasn't done the wallabies any favors that that line series i think if if the all blacks had won the Lions series and the Crusaders when there, there could be an element and there wasn't all this sideshow stuff there could be an element of complacency where the, the Wallabies could have snuck up on them but I think just with what, everything that's gone on I think the All Blacks are going to be out to, to prove a point as much as the Wallabies are so yeah look uh, I think we're going to get a, a great test and there is a you know there is a version of events where I can see the Wallabies causing an upset but I think it's only a slim chance realistically. Right, it's really You're, positive. Thanks, thanks for, thanks I've for given that. you a chance. I've given you a chance. That's all we want. What, what are your thoughts? Look, I, I yeah, completely agree. I think it will be extraordinarily tough. But I think, you know, it was only two years ago, and you made mention of it just a little bit earlier, that the Wallabies did pip them in Sydney. Um, I, they've just they've just got to pressurise them at every moment. And, and um, you know, we, we've seen previously that I think the set piece is a big one. And if they tend to do that well, um, do the little things well, then, then they're, they're, they're always better. We can't afford to see the, the box kicks, the kicks charged down like we have in previous years. Last year, there was a, there was a kick that was charged down. We don't want to see it again. Um, uh, Will Ganey obviously had, had a few troubles in, in June. Um, so, so just doing those small things will go a long way. Can the Wallabies win? I 
I'm going to say that they can and that they can win by a couple of points. But You've tipped them in our little internal email thread that we've had with uh, some of the other riders, uh, Jim Tucker and, and Pato and stuff. So you're, Good you're, to see Jim you're on, also. You're on the record. Yeah, well, actually, I was one of the few people you're that thought the Lions could be getting beat getting the All Blacks. A, a secret Santa present when, uh, when the All Blacks won. I think that was the, the terms. Well, indeed it was. So, um, yeah, uh, look, Wallabies, Wallabies by two. There you go. There you go. On the record. And, yeah, in terms of... Uh, the, the style of game we're going to see. I just wonder, I, I think the Wallabies have had so much time together to, to plot for this. I think we're going to see some some well-rehearsed set or trick plays, I guess you could call them. There's been all this talk about how they're going to run, 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 run. I just wonder if that's they're, they're, they're trying to maybe fox the All Blacks and we'll actually see them throwing some, some kicks and, and try and catch them by surprise. You've got Foley and Bill there now. You've got uh, Falau and, and Rona pretty good in the air out wide. I think... I, I, I'd be surprised if they were naive enough just to run all the time because you, realistically you, you can't do that and it's it's stupid to to throw you know one option out the window when it's you know such a three sixty degree three dimensional sort of game. Yeah, indeed. Well, we saw Conor Murray how effective he was with his box kick. I'm not saying that we'll do anything remotely similar because <clears throat> we, we we don't have the capacity there with Genier. I don't think to 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 put it as accurately as as Murray was, but. Kirtley came back and he said that he learned a lot from you know playing in that Northern Hemisphere style of rugby where kicking is important. We saw throughout June finally Michael Checo and the Wallabies like acknowledged the fact that they've got Israel Folau one of the best in the air and yeah. a couple of crossfield kicks and it paid off on, on both occasions. So you'd be crazy not to. Um, it's just it's all about execution and by having Kirtley at twelve it certainly adds another string to the bow because what well, previously is as good as Carmichael uh, I thought played in June. Um, he, he he doesn't have the, the I suppose the, the understanding at this stage in his career. He's still learning. He's not as um, his kicking game is not nearly as good as Kirtley's is. Um, but I think Karevi is, is the is the huge one. I think defensively he's, he's flawed a little bit. He comes out of the line at times and um, can leave those around him not knowing what he's going to do. But uh, in attack, if 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 you get so much space, I think there could be um, yeah. it, it could be a very positive thing for the Wallabies going forward. I think it's the right way to go, that, that bold attacking uh, selection. Drew Mitchell has been quite big on it, on, on kick and chase, going, you know, hang on, instead of always obsessing and worrying about how good the All Blacks are and how we're going to combat them, let's let's throw some questions at them and make them actually mm. think about our uh, our attacking ability. Because there's no doubt uh, Beal and Karevia, they've got together, got a, a really exciting skill set. Yeah, and what I love about it as well is that it goes back to what most people will, you know, think when they're thinking of Australian rugby, they're thinking of the heyday. It was when the Wallabies were, you know, uh, running at most opportunities, you know, inventors, uh, just original plays, um, not a whole heap of kicking, but just smart when they did it. And uh, it's exciting, I think. I think we've, we've seen over the last couple of years since the World Cup final, we've, we've dropped as low as we possibly can. And to see some of these new faces, to see Michael Checker's style of rugby that he likes to play, I think it is encouraging. Um, we need to get behind it. Good stuff. Well, uh, I mean, that's a pretty decent sort of summation. Robust. Of, of where we're at. Any other any other thoughts before we go sweep the offices for, for bugs and uh, and check the toilets? Uh, not, not at all. How good would it be to see a Wallabies win, though? Look, It'd be uh, great for world rugby. 
it'd certainly be good for my job, and uh, yeah, and to be honest, it would be great for the Blitzlow Cup and the and the Rugby Championship to see that. I mean, apart from New Zealand fans, no one wants to see the All Blacks just just roll through this tournament uh, with, with ease again. But well, maybe quickly touch on the uh, the other teams because, of course, it is we focus on the Blitzlow Cup, but of course, it is the the Rugby Championship. And we've got the the Springboks, who I think they're going to be an interesting player in this championship as well. They were resurgent uh, against France. They, they dusted France. And uh, they, now that they've got uh, that Lions team that's had so much success, they, they've finally started to, to pick the team around the Lions a little bit. Obviously, Warren Whiteley's um, injured. But, but I think they now have a bit of a template to, to work with. And uh, let, let's hope we can see a revival of the Springbok game as well. And, and this tournament can be a, a genuine contest. Yeah, well, we saw them play pretty well throughout France and uh, throughout the French series in June. And, and um, yeah, they looked like they had a, a lot more confidence. You could see as well last year, it was, just, it was quite confusing at times, their style. They'd, they didn't really look like yep. they knew how they wanted to play. Um, Etzbet, the who's going to be captaining the side, very good player. They've got... You know, for, uh, Mozart, the other, the second rower. They've Malcolm got Marks, he's going to be an absolute superstar. Indeed. Yeah. So the, 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 their set piece is going to be very strong, how they're going to play. They've got uh, your, your sh- sh- Yanties, the, the side hasn't been selected just yet, but Yanties uh, probably at, at 10 or, or even Pat Lambie. Or, or yeah, I think Yanties will get first crack, but uh, yeah. It's hard to know, but when, you, when you've got outside um, the, the, the Lions halfback there, Cron, yeah, like it's, it's, it's got the, um, you know, the, the axis of a, of a very good team. Um, the Lions were hugely impressive throughout the year. They probably don't have as many... You know, Lions players in that Springboks squad, particularly in the backs that that you might have thought. No, no. Uh, Ryan Combrink, yeah, Combrink on the on yeah. the wing. So, um, that that they will certainly be a, a bigger threat than they were last year. And Australia obviously lost over there too, and uh, it was a, it was a tough game here. So, no, unquestionably, they'll they'll be a very good side. Argentina, it's hard to know. Bit of an enigma, yeah. Like you say. Pretty pathetic in Super Rugby, which you know, again, largely the the Test team, but they they are a different animal. Um, excuse the the pun. Uh, mm-hmm. The hug you are becomes the puma, and it's a, a far more dangerous beast, isn't it? I think Daniel Hawkeye, uh, their coach, he's clearly a, a good coach, I think, because they seem to lose their way at Super Rugby level. A lot of those players and and just get a little bit too loose so yeah let, let's hope that Argentina um, can lift their game again well, as well what we've seen as well is that the Super Rugby competition is bloody tough yeah. uh, and, and you know the travel component of it playing different teams at week in week out it, it is difficult um, everyone plays different styles um, so you know getting together over a three four five month period like you have to do in Super Rugby is tough so yeah. uh, look they're, they're, they always challenge you know, Argentina, particularly against the All Blacks, at times they challenge them more than the Wallabies do. So you, you can't write them off, but uh, you, you get the feeling that the, the, the Springboks, uh, the Wallabies, probably um, will pose a, a bigger threat this year than Argentina, maybe. Good stuff, mate. Well, thanks for joining me and getting off the golf course. Unlike those other big names, those those big noters, Maloney and Halls, um, we'll, we'll see if they join us next week. I'll be in New Zealand, actually, so you might have to rope those two into into the podcast. Yeah, off to Christchurch and for, for the Dunedin, the second test, but um, much to look forward to on Saturday evening. Exciting times. We'll, uh, we'll get back to work, uh, do our sweeping, but thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll catch you next week. Enjoy the rugby.